This episode of the Folklore Podcast Book Club is an audio version of an episode originally made for YouTube. To see the original with any pictorial references, please visit www.youtube.com slash folklorepodcast and click on the Book Club playlist. Hello and welcome to the Folklore Podcast Book Club. Uh, today, Tracy and I thought we would talk about a book which isn't a new publication, but is something which intersects with the world of folklore and is a book that we both read relatively recently, and that book is Lanny by Max Porter. You'll find a review of Lanny on the Folklore Podcast website, written by Tracy. How did you first come across the book? Um, in a very strange way, actually. Um, I did something that I virtually never do, and I entered a competition on Facebook. Uh, there's a community bookstore not too far from where we live, and they were running um, a competition where the prize was, um, I think, a six-monthly subscription to their book club, where they send you a book a month, which you can read and enjoy. And so I asked them to challenge me um, and take me to genres that I probably wouldn't have chosen for myself. And this was actually the second book that I was sent. And um, I sort of glanced through it and there was something about it which instantly captivated me and made me really curious. And that is, if I show you an example, it's the way that some of the pages are presented. Let's see if I can find... Actually, one of the ones from later on might be better. Yeah, it's got to be said that uh, Max Porter, the author of this book, is a former bookseller and an editor, and so is well used to, to working with books and typography, yes. which is why I guess this was done in this way. Yeah, so. so if I can sort of show that to the camera. Now, have a look at that. Isn't that amazing? All the, the, Now, this is snippets of conversation from people in a village which are being overheard by the sort of mystical folkloric character Dead Papa Toothwort. And the way it's written, you kind of have to turn the book a little bit to follow the, the sort of undulations of the type. But um, it's, it's just a fascinating way of presenting. Some of them even over, overlap each other. So it's kind of like a sort of printed representation of what it would be like overhearing conversation at a dinner party, for example, with everybody sort of having their own little thoughts and snippets of discussion, over, you know, intersecting, overlapping each other. Yeah, it's how the natural kind of village gossip yeah. mechanic would work yeah. in the street, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Max Porter was long-listed uh, in the past for the Man Booker Prize, for the Wainwright, for the Gordon Byrne Prize. So there's uh, there's quite a, um, a catalogue of, of accolades there. We don't want to go too much into spoiler territory for those that haven't read it, but Hopefully what's not. the main premise of, of this book? Um, Lanny is a young lad who um, is very, very attuned to nature. Um, to the point where Dead Papa Toothwort, who is kind of um, like the sort of nature spirit, basically, is that how you yeah, describe yeah, him? Yeah, he's almost like a green man kind character, of, yeah. isn't he? But he yeah. morphs, he changes, he's um, one minute he's the size of an ant crawling through the mulch and then the next he's the size of a telegraph pole striding across the fields. So he kind of morphs into and out of um, not only nature itself, but the detritus left behind by man. 
So Lanny is a nature child. He loves going into the woods. One of the first descriptions of him is his mother saying that he sort of appears stage left stinking of pine. So that instantly to me showed that his mother understands him, understands nature, is comfortable with both. Whereas Lanny's father looks at Lanny and is completely mystified. This child, his own child, is a mystery to him. Um, as, and, uh, as is the surrounding in which they now find themselves. Yeah, I guess, yeah they've, they've, moved to, um, they've moved to the countryside. He works in the city. Um, and so he kind of comes back and it's, oh, what's all this stuff around me? Um, so he's, um, if, if, if anybody's read my uh, review of Melmoth, which was actually the first book I got from this um, subscription prize I won, um, you'll see that there was some discussion of unlikable characters. And to me, Robert, Lanny's father, does fit very much into that category. I really didn't get on with Robert at all. Um, in my opinion, he needed a good talking to. Um, now, Lanny is described by Dead Popper Toothwort, as an example, as young and ancient all at once, a mirror and a key. So right from the beginning you kind of get that impression of Lanny as being significant to nature yeah and you could look at him all the way through I think as a metaphor for the natural world yes absolutely I mean this is a book that's full of tropes if you like mm. isn't it um yeah. you know sort of, this is something that we find often in folklore and folk tales Lanny is essentially a, a modern folk tale, mm. so it's looking at that kind of English rurality, it's looking at that sense of otherness that we often find in folk tales and as well. Which the it? village kind of um, dynamic helps to bring mm. out because these people have come in from outside, they yes. are others. And um, yeah, they uh, at one point during the book, um, do you remember about two thirds of the way through, they start looking at the family from other people's viewpoints mm. and you see both sides of one conversation from the sort of very staid conservative um, long-time village resident and Lanny's mum the newcomer the outsider and how differently those two people interpret the same interaction which is quite fascinating. Yes, and there's a, there's a very um, large sense of an environmental message, I think, in this very book as well. Much so. This this kind of uh, rural English life and, and nature mm. is a big part of this yeah. as well. It put me in mind in a lot of ways, uh, for those that have seen it, of, of the reboot of Wurzel Gummidge that yes. Mackenzie Crook yes, it's very has written. To that. Again, it has an environmental message, a very important environmental message, but it doesn't push it down your throat like some things do. It's just there as in the same way that morality and these sorts of things are often mm. part of folk tales so this environmental message and this this yeah. oneness with nature is very much part of this one but there's a flip side to that too isn't there there's this sense of decay and and yes. entropy with, yeah. within the book as well yeah i mean right from the very beginning the, some of the words that um max porter uses to describe dead popper toothwort things like bitumen tarmac bubbles, rust and mulch, you know, cloying, earthy, um, there's a sense of decay with it which kind of continues on. Um, Lanny at one point mentions to one of the characters that autumn is his favourite season. Again, you've got mulch, you've got decay, you've got earthiness. So 
it's almost, I mean, the way I interpreted it, and this is just one possible interpretation of a number you could, um, you could have, is that Lanny represents the earth, his, his connection with the earth, um, and that echoes what is happening to the natural world under the influence of man at the moment. So you could say that, um, for example, all of the decay is what is going on now as we humans run unchecked through our lives, you know, polluting everything, leaving rubbish, that sort of thing. Um, so Lanny is kind of linked with dead popper toothwork right from the very beginning. There's this sort of theme of decay um, in nature as Lanny is kind of beset by the people around him who some of whom get him, some of whom don't, most of whom don't. Um, and I, I kind of saw Lanny as the, the metaphor for nature mm. because of how his storyline progresses through the book. Yes, he very much is, isn't he? And another thing which comes out of this kind of nature aspect in this book is uh, the, the colour palette that you get a sense of when you're reading it. If, if, if you were synesthetic, for example, you know, you would be seeing greens and browns. You see mm. them in your mind's eye, but you would, you would be seeing them on the page as you, as you read this. Yeah. With notable exceptions where they want to bring out different aspects of the story. There's a bit towards the end, isn't there, where you know, almost like a dream sequence, there's this kind of raffle that takes place. Yeah, and suddenly yeah. there's the, you know, the colour of the raffle tickets, the pink raffle tickets, yeah. become a big deal. Uh, because for the whole book, you've been very much in this kind of nature palette mm. of oranges and yes, russets and so. greens. It's, it's fascinating the way that comes across, isn't mm. it? And that the raffle, without giving too much away, is also kind of, um, I view it as the tipping point of where we are in the world today as humans. Um, the outcome of that raffle basically... Um, hinges on how you interact with nature. If you interact with nature well, you are more likely to be rewarded because nature will then be able to continue on and sustain you. If you don't act with nature well, then you will suffer the ultimate um, penalty. Yeah. So hopefully that's not um, too spoilery. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and, and Was it vague enough to not be spoilery? And, and de dead <laughs> Papa Toothwort, as, as a nature spirit, is kind of a guide through how people should be feeling, I guess, in a way as well. So he's very antagonistic in many ways as a character, but he also has this duality about him. So in one sense, he opposes the adults in the story and sides mm. very much with Lanny as a child. But then in another sense, he kind of directs the adults into what, what they should be doing, how they should be behaving, how yeah. they should be caring for yeah. Lanny as a child. And therefore, if Lanny is a trope for nature, it's how we should caring, be caring for, for nature the, for and the caring world. for the environment yeah. is, is the message, isn't yeah, it? Very much so. Well. And the one at, at the end of the book, those who have interacted with Lanny in the right way are the ones who ultimately will get rewarded. Yes. Which I also hope is not too spoilery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's lots of things um, that you can pick out. I'm going to go back to Robert. Of Robert. Um, 
things that show that he's totally out of step with basically his entire family. He doesn't really interact with Jolie particularly, his wife, and he certainly is clueless about his own son to the point where um, right at the very beginning is a really clever little short paragraph which kind of sums Robert up beautifully um, and tells you pretty much everything you need to know about him which the later um, sort of discussions with Robert only serve to enhance, which is that when his boss is going, oh, how's your son? Still mental? And he goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, and he perpetuates this about his own child. And I was reading this going, oh, my God, what are you like? And then, yes, there's, there's, ah. there is this sense, isn't there, that if... It's awful. If you are in tune with nature and in mm. tune with the countryside or, or your surroundings, that how somehow that makes you mad or unstable yeah. or suspicious yeah. or, or wrong in other. some way other yeah. yeah other in the same way as you know historically those those who were like that were seen as mm. other weren't yeah. they absolutely yeah. it's yeah. it's the modern day version and one of the things that i do like is there is actually a wonderful little couplet um which lanny actually tells to um an adult friend of his an artist called pete um who he takes drawing lessons from it says, say your prayers and be good too, or dead Papa Toothwort is coming for you. So I love that. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yes, and again, that paints this kind of bogeyman character yeah. almost as well. Again, it's very common, isn't it, in, in folklore and myth mm. as well. Yeah. Of course, Pete is an interesting character because he, he's the kind of redeeming feature as far as male characters are concerned in this book, yes. isn't he? Because yes, if, he you go, is. if you go, if you want to have a, a male character to identify with then mm. then Pete the artist is probably yeah. the easiest one to do that with yeah, because definitely. he he is more in tune with Lanny's thinking and mm. therefore you know, is more in tune with the whole kind of rurality yeah. of, the, of the tale. Yeah. And you like. will find that the people who interact well with Lanny and have an understanding and appreciation of what and who Lanny is are the people who ultimately have the most positive outlook on life generally. Mm. Um, I'm not going to sort of say who does and who doesn't or anything like that or introduce any other characters in, into that context. But it's all very much... because. Um, it, when I first read it, I didn't like the ending. That didn't work for me. And I needed to go back and read it again after I actually wrote my review. And if you take it in the context of looking at how we treat the world as humans in real life, um, then yes, that ending does work. But I think for me, it was a little bit, I don't know. I kind of thought it was unnecessary and not necessarily overdone, but maybe hammered it home a little bit more than the rest of the book did, which is maybe why I didn't kind of enjoy it quite as much. But mm -hmm. um, the, the end of the book actually is interesting because all the way through, the only person who never actually speaks directly is Lanny himself. So it's kind of like we don't hear from the subject of the book. We talk around it, we talk about it, we talk over it. And it's only at the end that it actually gets to speak for itself. And again, you could see that as a metaphor for nature. We are, as humans, talking over it, talking around it, ignoring it, reporting what it's doing, but not actually sitting down and having a proper discussion with it. You know, discussion. Um, 
And it's only once we have chosen our path that we will get actual interaction of either a positive or negative nature, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? It absolutely does, Good. yeah. <laughs> so, in, in a nutshell, it's a book that is challenging on many levels, mm. you know, typographically challenging, yep. if you like. But um, fun. But fun. Uh, with an immensely important message um, and, and it is a book which is essentially a mo as I say a modern folk tale mm. so you know if you, if you enjoy folk tales and that kind of mythos it's a book that you definitely should be exploring and if you have any sense of um, oneness with nature and with your surroundings again it's a book that I think you'll want to explore to see if you identify with it in the same way as we have or in the same way yeah. that some of the characters yeah. do too. And it's also got that element of folk horror, hasn't it? It's got yes, an yeah. isolated, insular village community. Oh, absolutely. And you could you could interpret Dead Popper Toothwork as a folk horror character quite easily. Absolutely. So, so once again, uh, Tracy's review of Lanny by Max Porter is on the Folklore Podcast website if you want to remind yourself of what she thought of it. Uh, the book itself is published by Faber and Faber, uh, widely available in all good bookshops and online places as normal. Do support your independent bookshop wherever possible is the message that you will always get from us on the Folklore Podcast book club. Uh, do seek it out if this is of interest to you and see what you think of it. And if you have read it or you do read it, drop us an email, drop mm. us a comment, uh, post on our Twitter or social media. And let us know what you think and we'll have a chat about it. So we'll be back soon with another episode of the Folklore Podcast Book Club. In the meantime, look after yourselves, keep reading. And if you come across any books that you enjoy, do get in touch and let us know. And we can feature them on here ourselves. You can come on and talk about them too. Uh, it's great to speak to you all again, and we should be back very soon. Bye-bye now. Bye.